Welcome to GVN's Talking Comics interview. On today's show, we welcome writer, comedian, podcaster Chris Mancini. Chris is the writer-creator of White Cat Entertainments, Long Ago and Far Away, along with artist Fernando Pinto. A mix of fantasy, geek culture and fun. Available starting April 12th. Now, here's your host, Martin Sexton. Welcome once again to another edition of GVN's Talking Comics. I am your host, Martin, and today we welcome talented creator, writer, podcaster, and for all I know, lawnmower repairman and tax preparer, Chris Mancini. Okay, I might have made those last two up, but uh, you can pretty much get the idea. Chris is getting ready to release a wonderful new graphic novel entitled Long Ago and Far Away, along with artist Fernando Pinto. So we're going to talk a little bit about his career, his company, White Cat Entertainment, but mostly about his new book and how that came about. So let's welcome Chris Mancini to GVN's Talking Comics. Thanks for giving us some of your time today, Chris. How are we doing? Uh, great. Great to be here, Martin. Uh, uh, a pleasure uh, hanging out with you. All right. I appreciate it. Okay. So I get, as I mentioned, so you're a multi-talented creator doing a little bit of everything, uh, you know, comedy, podcasting uh what was your i mean when you first started out what was your initial interest were you interested in doing art were you interested in writing what exactly was the first thing that you were kind of locked into i i've always wanted to be a writer i started writing at probably about age 16 and i've kind of been writing ever since everything from like short stories to horrible poetry to you know you went through that that teenage poetry phase that we all go through and uh, everything from you know scripts to movies to TV shows and then uh, and books as well. I mean, I love all of it. Like, uh, and then I've I've definitely found a love of uh, comics, which I've been reading all my life. And then I kind of branched out into some other things. I was a stand-up for many many years, uh, traveling around uh, the country, and got into podcasting and was uh, doing that for probably about ten to fifteen years now and uh, just trying to pull it all together and just to kind of create and tell stories in different mediums. So, uh, you know, along the way, as you're doing all this, you founded White Cat Entertainment. Exactly. Uh, and then, of course, you did this, I think you started this in 2020, which is right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, so tell our followers a little bit about that venture. And did you run into any kind of, you know, people were kind of uh, on a hold during the pandemic. So did you have any trouble kind of initiating that project during that time? Oh yeah, it's a great time to start a new company. Is uh, <laughs> right, right <laughs> during a pandemic, and uh, uh, the answer is yes. I ran into trouble at every step of the way. The only thing that was a little easier is all the other artists were home, uh, so it, they they were easy to contact and uh, to work. But everything from uh, you know like starting the new company and the legal work and all of the the paperwork and all that stuff was a nightmare. Just getting a new website built and. All of the um, the infrastructure took probably two to three times as long as it normally would have, but it was a really a labor of love because I've done so many things in my life. I wanted to kind of put it all together under a, a new umbrella because I had uh, we had just finished doing comedy film nerds at about 2019, the end of 2019, and four months later, movie theaters closed. I'm not saying it was related, but. Uh, <laughs> then I thought it was a uh, a good time to kind of start uh, a new company and focus on storytelling, which has been my uh, first love all the way through. Okay, so, uh, so when you started, were you initially, you know, looking for an avenue for your own publications, or will you be bringing in other people's work, or what exactly is your your plans there? 
That's a great question. Like, uh, since it's a relatively new company, I'm still focusing on getting my work out there. But uh, if things go well, there are definitely plans to expand and open it up to other artists and writers and maybe do a, a comic book anthology. We're definitely kind of batting that around. But that's like a huge undertaking. It's like, you know, I've done independent films, so I'm treating everything like a an independent film. So I know what the commitment is with um, financial time, energy, effort. And when you do an anthology, you want to make sure all the creators are happy too. And you're going to have a whole gaggle of them, but it's something I've always loved and it's something I wanted to do. So definitely looking into it, just not quite yet. Okay. Of course, the whole reason we're talking here is your upcoming graphic novel, Long Ago and Far Away. And uh, as I was telling you before, I said, I love it uh, for so many reasons. And um, number one, of course, being a geek, I rec- you know I can relate to a lot of what's going on. I can relate to the artist who what you know once thinks about moving to New York to be an mm-hmm. artist. I can relate to the friends who are, you know, I think they're friends. It's sometimes hard to tell <laughs> uh, uh, because uh, they're basically ragging on each other all the time. So tell our fans a little bit about long ago and far away and exactly how that was initiated. Yeah, um, Long Out Far Away was a, a comic book project that I had kind of been batting around for a while, trying to figure out the best way to tell that story and the best medium. And I always uh, grew up loving like all the fantasy novels. I read everything from Conan to Narnia to Lord of the Rings. And I always loved like the quote portal fantasies where a kid from our world would go into the fantasy world and fight like an evil queen and save the day. But I always thought what would happen if that kid came back to our world um, ended up being 30 and was a jerk and had to go back into that world again as an adult. Would he make things worse? Would he uh, try to find the hero that he once was? And all of those things came into play. And I thought it would be really a fun thing to explore from a fantasy side and from a comedy side. I say, and um, you said you're doing so much kind of for geeks, pop culture, especially for his comic books. I mean, I appreciate any person who, uh, well, yo, it's clobbering time right before they're uh, ready to get a lot. Uh, but uh, but uh, and, and Mark Wade did your forward and he was talking yes. about when you pitched uh, the story to him. How complete was the story when you pitched it to Mark? It was pretty complete. I had it kind of like uh, all beat it out and it wasn't in comic book form, but the story was was pretty, pretty close. And uh, um, it was originally supposed to go on to Thrillbent when Mark had started a digital comics uh, company. But right before we were going to go into production on his uh, um, on the book, all the funding in the company <laughs> fell through. So he's been kind of since he wasn't able to fund it, he was actually been helping me kind of mentor and move it along, as it were. And Mark's a great guy. And I, I feel very lucky to uh, um uh, to be able to have worked with him. Okay, so you know, with your main character Jason, as you said, uh, kind of you know, grew up to be a brace, though kind of a jerk. How much of uh, Jason is uh, in Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I think all writers um, put a piece of themselves into every character. Like, and it just depends how much and how many. And uh, I think there's a fair amount of me in Jason. And there's also some of me in a, a lot of the other characters as well. But what was interesting about when I was writing this story is I wanted to make it a fun fantasy comedy. But as I was writing, it kind of evolved into a super personal journey too. And I realized that that ended up being the heart of the book was one person's uh, journey um, and almost like a redemptive arc where like, oh, I've really screwed up my life. How do I get 
back in order? How do I find meaning? And now that I've, I've been meaningless for so long. So I found that was really uh, at the heart of the book as I was writing. And, you know, they say all writing is rewriting. And that's kind of what happened during the rewrites. And actually, it's funny, because, you know, you talk about that. And because of Jason's, you know, inner struggle with kind of moving on, he almost basically kind of pushed that on his friends where, uh, you know, she said, okay, come up, uh, moving to New York to become an artist he said no you don't want to do that you, you, you can't go because then you leave me with the other guy uh, <laughs> I say uh, and like I said I've, I've had conversations with friends you know because I was wanting to draw when I was back when I was 16 I thought for sure mm-hmm. I'd be drawing for Marvel and everything and of course uh, of course in my case it was family telling me okay no that, that's not going to happen but <laughs> which of course is now why I, I write about I say I'm almost 60 years old and I still write about comics so I still haven't pushed on uh, but <laughs> Uh, as I was talking about, you know, some of the things that you were mentioning throughout the story, it was like, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, when I read that, it was talking about, so yeah, you keep telling yourself that it's getting better. Hey, don't, don't be telling me that. I, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> but that, that, those are the conversations that, you know, uh, geek and nerd friends have. Like, you know, one person's going to like something, one person's going to tell him why, it's, why he's wrong. So right. I always love those conversations because they're, they're based in um, complete personal uh, opinion and they really don't have a lot of uh, uh, validity outside of those uh, geek uh, narratives. But right. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't a great show. So they were right in that case. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> Step through this camera, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, so uh, you were you were working with uh, Fernando Pento as yes. your artist, and uh, you have worked with him uh, before for Rise of the uh, Kung Fu Master. Uh, how did you get together with uh, uh, Fernando? It was actually through podcasting. I was looking for an artist after things fell through with uh, Mark Wade's company, and. I was trying, but he was recommending me a couple artists that either weren't available or I was trying to find people that just were good, didn't match the right style I needed or that it, like it was a combination of like there was always something wrong that we couldn't get together. So I went to my podcasting friends. I, I talked to Jonathan London over at Geekscape and I said, look, you've done comics. Who do you work with? And I told him what I was doing. He goes, well, you just, just call Fernando Pinto. It'll be fine. And sure enough, uh, Fernando had already knew who I was through podcasting. He was like, yeah, I'd love to do this. And we uh, hooked up from there. And Longo and Far Away was actually our first book together. And the, the second one is Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master, that, which volume two isn't, isn't quite done yet. But uh, uh, I love working with him. I do overwork him a little <laughs> because these books are so long. But uh, he's an amazing artist. And I can't imagine anyone else bringing them to life the way he does. Okay, so uh, and this is actually something you mentioned or was mentioned in the book as far as how artists and writer collaborate. And I say, and I've we've talked to a number of different artist writer combinations, and especially during the pandemic, it kind of got to the point where there was some separation involved in it. Uh, so, what is the well? How would you best describe the way you work with? Uh, uh fernando as far as i mean is it a close connection or do you just send him a full script and he works from that or uh what exactly he lives in chile so we've actually never met uh face to face so what's interesting is uh when you first work with another artist there's always kind of like a learning curve like he would suggest things i would be like great then he would suggest other things and i'd be like no we're, we're not we can't do that and then i would have very specific things in a script but he would actually come back well what about what if we do this instead so it was a real give and take and like a um a real discussion and which actually made the project a lot better but now on the second book we kind of have a shorthand so we kind of know 
you know, what, like if I say something in a script, like he might interpret it like what I really mean and give me that instead to save time. Uh, so it, it's what the longer I think you work with an artist and the longer an artist works with a writer, you develop that shorthand. So it actually makes the process smoother um, as long as you're compatible, of course, and then it, it, it gets uh, quicker from there. Okay, so if long ago and far away is as well received as it was as was by me, uh, do you have a follow up in mind for it? I do. The um, both worlds, long ago and far away, and also a rise of the kung fu dragon master. I have plans for um, three of e three volumes of each. But what I'm doing is with White Cat Entertainment. I'm not doing single issues. I'm not doing floppies. I want kind of it to be a little bit different of a company where whatever we put out is like a deluxe graphic novel. It's going to be 200 pages with extras and pinups. So there's not like the release of like the issues then compiled and then like a deluxe issue after that. I like, because those are what I always like to read. I, I So for a company, I want to skip already to the end. I want to give everyone the best possible product at the very beginning. And uh, so I have kind of three in mind. And the, the second story for Long Gone Far Away is kind of set up at the end uh, where there's a side story in the, um, uh, I'm not sure if you read it digitally or if you, uh, um, no, it's in the digital one too, now that I yeah. think about it. Yeah, that it sets up a uh, the, the second volume. Uh, yeah, that which uh, <laughs> will make much, much more sense when people read it. I, I won't yes. give, give, give anything <laughs> away there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, <laughs> As far as uh, you're still podcasting? I am. In fact, uh, with the new company, I mean, I tried to do everything at once, which of course exhausted me, but uh, <laughs> to start the new storytelling company, I have two new podcasts. One of them is What Are You Watching? Which basically I interview comedians and other entertainment pros and find out like what they're doing and then what they're watching. Because I always find it really insightful for the from the people who make things uh, like TV and movies and comics, like what they're watching, because I want to see kind of how that influences their work and, and what their takes on things are. And then the other one I decided as a scripted podcast was to just kind of give something to help people with uh, anxiety and insomnia. It's called The Quiet Journeys of Professor Atwood, and it's a scripted um, audio kind of journey that you can put on and relax as I play a scientist explorer who goes on all these different journeys with like a musical bed and uh, sound effects. So it kind of gives you like a soundscape and a narration to help you kind of chill, help with anxiety and uh, help you drift off to sleep. Because I thought with the pandemic and everything going on, everyone could use the as much help as they can get. And uh, from someone who else, because I also suffer from anxiety, I wanted to give everyone kind of a fun funny uh, tool. I, I, I kind of talk about it as like a hybrid storytelling, um, comedy, science, exploring, travel podcast that helps you sleep and relax. <laughs> actually, actually uh, I like listening to those kinds of things. So th that mm -hmm. would be good. Okay, Chris. So your book comes out uh, April 12th, I believe. Uh, and where can uh, fans go to uh, pick up a copy of that? Yes, you could go to my website to get a uh, hard copy and I will sign it for you there. Ooh. But if you want it like digital for like Kindle or drive through comics, you could go to those platforms too. Um, right now, the hard copies are only on my website and they will be for launch, but they will eventually end up in like uh, um, like Amazon and some other places. But it will be available for Kindle and for like drive through comics on the 12th. 
Let's say you had me with signed copies. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of uh, <laughs> I'm big on that kind of thing. Uh, that's all somebody has to mention on a Kickstarter or something. Say, hey, mm-hmm. we'll sign that. Okay, I'll sign. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. Uh, before I let you go, I said I want to give you a chance to talk about any other. We've talked about some, but any other projects yes. you have coming on, and also where can fans follow you on social media and your website. Absolutely. It's uh, you can go to whitecatentertainment.com and then there's links to everything there. And I'm on Twitter at uh, you get the companies at White Cat Stories. That's a new feed. So uh, that appreciate if anybody wants to join that, that's only it's like under 200 followers right now. And then I'm at Chris J Mancini. So you can follow me there as well. Uh, so those are the main places that we were kind of active. All right. Very good. Well, I appreciate it. And we'll be following very closely and your uh, well, she got going on. I hopefully talk to you again real soon. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Martin. This was great. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to GVN's Talking Comics. Please come back again. Talking Comics is a production of Geek Vibes Nation.